Today's New Testament reading is from Acts, the ninth chapter. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise, and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him, so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized, and taking food he was strengthened. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon this name? And has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength, and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, We welcome Pastor Robert Paul. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Saul of Tarsus was the Jew of Jews, a master of the law and a Pharisee of Pharisees. His trust was in the teachings of men and in accomplishing them. It drove him to the madness and anger of persecution. Christians were his targets. His hands permitted the stoning of Stephen as he held the coats of those who killed him. 
He worked for the chief priest and the Sanhedrin to help root out the heresy of the way, as the Christian church was first called. His goal was prison for the heretics that he would find in Damascus, but Christ found him first. The first shall be last, and the last first, our Lord reminds us. Saul, a proud Jew who rejected the Christ, a member of the chosen people, would be the missionary to the Gentiles, those who were outside of Israel. But nonetheless, objects of God's salvation in Christ Jesus. Saul of Tarsus' fate was total and complete irony. In comparison to the life he lived before that fateful day on the road to Damascus, now his life would be a complete reversal. St. Paul was one untimely born. He once falsely thought himself a true son of Abraham, one who did all that the law required. Now, by faith and baptism as Christ's apostle, he was a true son of Abraham. Even more so, he was a son of the Father and a brother of Christ, the Lord whom he persecuted and then later served. He wrote the majority of the epistles of the New Testament. The contents of the book of Acts, for the most part, concern him in order to teach all generations and all peoples the truth of salvation in Christ Jesus, the Son of God. Now, we should not idolize his conversion, as some have, It is not a pattern. We shouldn't expect that new converts to Christianity will be blinded by the light of Christ on the road to somewhere and fall off their horse. Visions and miracles are not the methods by which God gives faith and makes the dead alive. St. Paul's case was special. His vocation was particular. We should, however, expect that those who become Christians receive the light of Christ when once they were in darkness. Hardened hearts need stern words. Those who had unclean spirits are now filled with the Holy Spirit. Christian baptism cleanses them and clothes them with the righteousness of Christ, for it is through God's word and baptism that he makes us children. These are the methods He sunders us from the unbelievers, and he brings us into the holy ark of the Christian church. Baptism separates us from the doctrine of men and unites us to the doctrine of God. Take the conversion of St. Paul to heart, dear Christian. God saves sinners. St. Paul, you and me. Know that like Paul... God has called you from darkness to light. His son, who spent three days in the tomb, has arisen for you to give you life. God has given you his Holy Spirit, and he has given you his word. Faith is yours, and your Father in heaven feeds your faith with his gifts of word and sacrament. So eat and be satisfied, hear and be fed. Remember your baptism and take joy that with St. Paul you are God's child, first in his kingdom, together with all those begotten of the Father by water and the Spirit. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding 
will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.